Thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com. Bar Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bar Rock Cafe, Rock introduced Rook to his mother, Swanzong, and his brother, Love Song, before they all sat down for tea. Rock explained the crisis of the Tablet of Fate and the robbery, but the conversation was interrupted by a wild magic surge putting everyone to sleep. Love carefully restrained Roll and knocked him unconscious, returning him back to Brock. Reluctantly, Love set up a meeting with the family Saren is targeting. Brock and Rook returned to the cafe to find their friends had taken one of Saren's underlings prisoner. What will the prisoner say? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe. Welcome back to episode 28 of Bard Rock Cafe. Last time when we left off, the group had split up. And while normally splitting the party is a terrible idea, it kind of worked out this time as Minibar went completely nuclear on what looks to be a sniper that was on the roof, tracking Epi and Armbar and Nadir as they went to the guard station. Now that man is tied up, stuffed in a barrel, in the basement of the Bard Rock Cafe. Epi also made it very clear that he can raise the dead. So that's out now. Meanwhile, Brock and Rook had dinner with Brock's family. Wild magic happened, and things kind of went off the rails. But tomorrow afternoon, there is a tea party with the family that either is or knows about the hoarding of healing potions by the nobility. So, as we start off, all of you are in a basement with a man coming back to consciousness with a bushy red beard, long red hair, kind of looks a little dirty. He is tied up and stuffed in a barrel. Alright, so as he's coming on out of unconsciousness, Minibar is going to walk up to him and smack him up to wake him up. Wake up! Wake up! His eyes just focus in on Minibar. And, you know, his face, like, doesn't really... The expression doesn't change, but he's very focused on Minibar. He doesn't say anything. He's just looking at him. I hope you're paying attention! Oh, short stuff. Let me take care of this jabroni. Listen here, maggot. What do you think you're doing following me? The man looks from minibar to armbar and back again. Huh, that's new. I was following you because the boss told me to. Well, that was easy. He opened up like a can of whoop-ass. And who's your boss? Brock asks. I'm contract worker. All right, let me rephrase. Who contracted you? Oh, that's a much different question. Uh, the Guildless contracted me to deliver a message. And Brock looks to everyone else. Message? Did you all get a message you didn't tell me about? No, we kind of took him out before he had the chance. All right, so shortcut above game. Paul knows you guys got a letter on an arrow. I'm trying to get the letter on the arrow so Brock can read it. Oh, I forgot all about that. I figured you did. Do I have it or does Epi have it? Epi technically has it. Epi has it. I'm going to rip it out of Epi's pocket and hand it over to the boss. Are you aware that Epi has it? I think Armbar would. I just I just didn't remember, personally. Armbar was there when Epi got yeah. it. Yeah, it's, we both were. Me as the player just forgot. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Epi just kind of hands over the letter. And it has the address and everything that you all know was on there. Here you go, boss. You know, I'd read it myself, but I only know up to the letter C. All right, well, here's a good opportunity for you. Is the letter D on here anywhere? Uh, 
Oh, the word Waterdeep has D in it, so it must have the letter D. You know what? I'm going to say because Waterdeep as a word is on here, yes, it has the letter D. I was going to look up exactly what I wrote in the letter, but... Oh! All right, this is the letter D, champ. Oh, yeah, yeah! Now I can read the letter D! Look at that mini bar! Roll an intelligence check. (laughs) Oh, this one's kind of got a really weird-looking shape to it. Uh, 12. 12. It's almost exactly like a bee. You probably get confused. <laughs> I might. <laughs> this looks like a lot like the other one. Does 12 do it? <laughs> yeah, I'll say 12 is enough. Woohoo! Hang on, that's an intelligence. Well, it's still minus one. That's your intelligence. Yeah, 12 does it. <laughs> you have learned the letter D. <laughs> Skill achieved. All right, so what, what more can you tell us about this meeting that your employers had? Do you know anything? Well, I was hired to track specifically that one, and he kind of nods to Epi, and deliver a message when it seemed opportune, and I did that, and I was going to see where everybody was going and how they reacted to the message, then I was going to report back. Report back to this address? Yep. Brock looks at the group. You guys want to go to this meeting? I got nothing better to do. I'm not really good at talking civilly to people. But I could... Well, champ, we need you there in case things go south. Oh, great finger guns. I'm in. All right, so I offered to untie our barrel friend and ask if he can lead the way there. Uh, Sorry about the mix-up, friend. We didn't know who you were. Yeah, Mini mini Bar thought that you were stalking us. Isn't that right, Mini Bar? (laughs) Bad Mini Bar. So, you want to go right now? I've got no other plans for the rest of the day, so why not? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I'm game. So correct me if I'm wrong. And this guy, like, this guy's still in the barrel, right? He's just still stone-faced <laughs> looking at all of you. Yeah. Didn't you just say no to the boss's invitation? I have no idea why he said a second invitation if he didn't want to ask again or had something else he wanted to talk to us about. Also, the police were there last time. That changes things. All right, that was a good lie. Go ahead and roll. Deception. <laughs> That is 16 plus, I don't, I need to look at my own pluses, 16 plus, where is deception? Six, so 22. You said 22? Yeah. Yeah, he actually cannot roll well enough to pass that, so. But, 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 if we're gonna go to this here meet, you gotta ride in the barrel with Muck. Why? <laughs> that seems, Champ, I think we've embarrassed him enough. I don't trust him. It's fine. And I carried him. Just look at his little itty bitty eyes looking at you. Can't trust him. It will reflect better. It will reflect better on us if we let him come on his own dignity into the place with Saren there. I'm just saying. You don't want to make an enemy of Saren. Muck needs a friend. Who's Muck? Uh, my pet slime demon. Is that what you call all your children? No. Minibar is your child. See how he has a genetic resemblance to you? Muck is a pet. When was the last time you looked in the mirror? Resemblance? It's just you all Sorry, smashed up. He said. It's what you look like all smashed up. I just said, see how he has a resemb- uh, genetic resemblance to Brock? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm glad I had to repeat that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think it would be our best interest to go to this meeting and to let Saren's contractor here escort us there of his own free will instead of bringing him there bound and gagged like some sort of prisoner. He's just going to be hugging Muck the whole time. What's the big deal? Tell you what, champ, if you just let him walk in there with his own accord, we'll let Muck walk around outside of his barrel, too. All right, fair enough. Just thinking about all those, like, 
Humane Society or PETA commercials or whatever they are, where it's like the really sad song with the dogs or like the cats looking at looking at the screen, and here's Muck just being, in the eyes of the angels. in the eyes of the angels. Yeah, it's yeah. just Muck just like in the eyes looking of out the, the cornhole for the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one loves him. All right, so now the armbar doesn't object. Does anyone else object to untying the guy who's very voluntarily giving us this information? Nope. All right, we untie him. He climbs out of the barrel, kind of pats himself down. Where's my crossbow? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Why are you asking me? It's your crossbow. Did it possibly get lost in the skirmish? It wasn't too much of a skirmish. It was a butt whooping. Then I turn to minibar. Minibar gives me a high five. <laughs> I like that crossbow. It's unfortunate. We'll just send our uh, Epi over to get it. He's not doing much. So, Epi's not coming along? I think Epi needs to come along for this part. Uh, Saren specifically wanted Epi. So I think it would be rude not to bring Epi along for this meeting. I mean, that's fine. I was just, I was just saying, like... Right. Now, I know, like, it's complicated because Steph's not here, but I think, like, in character, like, right. Epi needs to be present but silent for this meeting. That's fair. I think we should get going. All right, time for Kenny to roll on the encounter table. Let's skedaddle! So, the guy starts taking a very leisurely stroll, leading you guys along. He's currently unarmed because his crossbow is somewhere in an alleyway up in the North District. <laughs> and we march along with our group of five people... A homunculus, a gargoyle homunculus, a sludge demon, and a rook, and a literal rook. <laughs> oh, is the displacer beast still here too? It is. It's just there. Yep, hanging the displacer out. beast is coming along too. Amazing. It is. The displacer beast does not. It does, however, continue doing its rounds around the Bard Rock Cafe. Oh, neat. Cool. I have a guard displacer beast. That's awesome. Okay, so, as you guys take a leisurely stroll through the streets, business is going on as usual, until eventually you hear, Hey, hey, halt! Stop! Freeze! Uh, huh? What? And you see a group of three guards coming towards you. <laughs> Buzz off, twerp! Um, do you recognize them? You do not. Can, can I help you guys? Who is that? And they point to the guy that is escorting you guys. Uh, honestly, don't know. I just met him. I didn't get his name. Sir, what is your name? The guy says, my name's Deadeye. And yeah, I'm the wanted guy that you think I am. Anyway, time for me to go. And the guy bolts. And the guards start blowing immediately into their whistles to raise the alarm. Are we gonna run after him, guys? I think we should. Uh, yeah, let's let's go catch that let's guy. Let's go! And catch that guy. I, yeah, let's get him! Yep. Well, we'll help you, we'll help you guys apprehend him. We just we start running in pursuit, but Brock is running at half of his movement speed, so the guy can get well ahead because they know the address and don't really need him. Uh, I uh, I still want to follow him because I don't know if he's actually running to the address. Well, I'm not super worried about that because we have the address. So, like, if he yeah. wants to just ditch the police, that's fine. I'm just, oh, so, like, I'm just feigning pursuit because, like, like we were just walking the same direction as this guy as far as the guards are concerned. So Brock's just like, yeah, after that guy. Okay, so you're doing, like, the slow jog. That's fine. Uh, Rook, you are trying to follow. Mm -hmm. Armbar and the deer, what are you guys doing as he bolts? I think, uh, if possible, 
when uh, when Rook tries to actually bolt instead of just fake bolting, uh, Nadir wants to just put his hand on her shoulder and go, "It's it's okay. I can find him." Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause at that. Um, what do you mean? I can locate things, people, or things. That is such a loaded statement. <laughs> I, uh, okay, that's really interesting. Also, Rook has the easiest ability to keep an eye on this guy anyway when she has a flying familiar. That too. Rook is with me. <laughs> My Rook is with me. Anyway, so, uh, fine. That's fine. So I guess I slow my speed. Okay, so you guys sort of half-heartedly chase after him. Armbar, is there anything you want to do? I'm just kind of following along with Brock. He's the boss. Okay. So, guards are not overly concerned with you. They bolt after the guy. You guys are by yourselves in the street. As he just vanishes, you watch him scurry up the side of a building like it's nothing. Cool. And the guards just kind of congregate under him and like, then they all vanish from sight as they run further into the city. What, can they not do that too? Once that all gets out of earshot, Brock slows Dak to a walking pace. He's like, all right, let's get back to where we're going. (laughs) Oh, Nort's They're gone, so. Yep, it it was, we were never going to catch him, so. I caught him. That's true. So Nadir, Alright, where are we going again? What? To the address. Yeah, Kenny didn't actually say the street address out loud, so we're just going to the address on the letter. The address. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask Nadir, where'd he go? If you can tell. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll burn a spell slot for story purposes. So, Nadir kind of sets, he's got, he's got a uh, walking stick that kind of looks like it's made of bone, but like... I don't know if bone lacquer is a thing, but, you know, something something similar to that. And he just kind of sets it in front of him, places his hand atop it. And um, above his hand, two green lights uh, appear and, and sort of shoot out in a direction about an inch that's in the direction of that guy as he casts Locate Object. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, man. Look like. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm watching it. Um, so I just kind of see like the Sims little green crystal kind of thing. No, it's more like um, I, I don't. I like don't a know. Hand drawn green arrow floating in the sky. Okay, I, I don't at where they're going. Well, let let Justin describe no, it. No, God, okay. I don't. I don't know how to describe this without giving too much away. Uh, no, I'll I'll do it. Uh, if there were to be. A skull atop the bone staff, it would be like two glowing green eyes with kind of a, uh, a, a, a like a, a, a sort of stretch effect on the eye pointing in that direction. Yeah. Okay, the rays. Okay, I, I get yeah. you. Alright, that's really cool. That's a really I'm sweet curious. description. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, now envision those old like Looney Tunes cartoons where like their eyes bulge out. Yeah, of their right. Yes, right. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> just the ahuga eyes. Yeah, but like, okay. So in but what... out of a creepy skull. Yeah. So just uh, that's really that was really cool. Thank you. Um, above game, but uh, uh, in game, I was just wondering, uh, where does it point to? Uh, towards what area of Waterdeep? It looks like. He was initially running south, and as you watch, he starts to make his way around, and he's going back north again. Uh, is it towards anything interesting? I will say the deer, specifically, rolled an intelligence check about that. Sure. 
22. Nice. Um, you suspect, as you're watching the trajectory, one, he is not going to the address, obviously. But, he's going back north. He really liked that crossbow. <laughs> he, uh, he might be going back to, to where he ambushed us. You. Gotcha. Ambush is such a strong word for getting brutally beaten unconscious. Uh, real quick, Nadir. Yeah. You feel something strange happen to you. Okay. The the green lights that you're using to track this guy's movement, they flicker for a minute. Then they're blue. Then they're red. Then they're yellow. Then purple. They start going like strobe light really quick, like in rapid succession. They blink out for a second. And they come back. And I need you to roll me a D100. Okay. Just one? Just one. Uh, 73. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you said 73, right? Yep, 73. So, you all see... First of all, you before you even really notice what's going on, because everybody's looking at the, the staff head as it's blinking in and out of different colors, then the staff just falls over even though you're holding it. And you try to catch it, and you reach out to grab it, and you look down, and at the end of your arms, instead of hands, you have eggs. Great. <laughs> just two ostrich eggs, one on each hand, just there. Excellent. And like, you exactly still feel your hands, one. but they're ostrich eggs. You have no opposable digits or anything. You just eggs for hands. Well, this is... This is inconvenient, and he still tries to, like, scoop, pick up the staff with, like, both both hands, but it doesn't work very well because... You know, they're convex. Yeah, so you see... You all see Nadir just kind of, like, awkwardly trying to pick up this staff, and it just sort of clatters around. <laughs> and it's... It's even worse, because, like, Nadir's old, right? So you just see this old man just shuffling around, just, uh... uh clack, 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 clack. Oh, God, just, uh... Yeah. I'm gonna need somebody to help me with my back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Armbar, pop his back for him. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I, I help him with the staff, you know, I, I stop it from rolling a couple of times. Okay, so with some help, the deer is able to, like, cradle his staff with his arm and, you know, obviously not hold it, because his hands are X. Yeah, <laughs> but I can, but, like, um, tuck it, like, underneath my, my uh, armpit or something. Yep. That's that's exactly, like, <clears throat> your armpit and your elbow. Yeah. That's just, like, how you're holding it. What the, the shell? Why the f*** do I not have mage hand? Whatever. But, uh, Armbar asked a good question. What happens if they break? <laughs> Probably the same thing that happens to your hands when they break when they're hands. It I don't sucks. think we want to find out. Yeah. Try it, Nadir. Oh, but... Try it, Nadir. Do it! Ha having said that, Nadir does get kind of curious, and he, he holds uh, the egg not in the arm attached staff kind of up to his ear and shakes it. Like, is there a yolk inside this? Uh, it, it does slosh, I guess? That's the word I was thinking. Like, it sounds like an egg should sound. I kind of want to break it. I so want to, like, smash the egg against your ear, but I feel like that would probably destroy your <laughs> hand. <laughs> Let him break his hand in his own terms. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to control you, but please do not. I'm not. <laughs> Armbar would be too puzzled anyway. Questions for later. We we have important business. 
But this is for education purposes. Education is important. <laughs> of all the arguments to get through, <laughs> armbar saying education is the one that. <laughs> and he's saying it incorrectly. <laughs> oh God! Do I do the thing? Do I do I, it? There's a real chicken coming out of those. <laughs> I need to be right back. Decide okay. amongst yourselves, and I will be right back in like. Maybe the obvious answer is sure. Go ahead and break your hand. Worst case scenario, when it turns back into hand, broadcast healing word. Wait, hold on a second. I... Oh no, cure wounds has somatic components. I couldn't do it to myself. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. Maybe you should Somebody... sit on it and see if it turns into a real chick. <laughs> oh no, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> oh no, now we have two experiments, but I do have two hands. Yeah, that's. <laughs> 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 Maybe you'll get a pet out of this. <laughs> One that'll follow you around. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Oh, maybe it'll, maybe it'll grow into like a chocobo. Somebody <laughs> shout out heads or tails. <laughs> tails. Aw, oh, damn it. Okay, cool. What are we doing? Alright. Oh wait, you should save it until we until uh Yeah, exactly. Kenny Kenny's not back. here. I'm not gonna say yeah. anything. So, as suspected, walking across town was less uneventful than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of walk through town <laughs> safely. Also, the guards definitely did not question, like, the sludge demon walking in tow behind us. Which I, it's actually kind of convenient. It's like, if we have to explain muck everywhere we go, we'll never get anywhere. Yeah. By the way, which did, is why I shoved him in a barrel. Did we ever get, like, a physical description for muck? Because I'm just imagining it, like... An Owl House abomination. I mean, the picture literally of, like, the monster stat block Kenny sent me looks like a Grimer. Okay. So so pretty close, actually. Yeah, like, I was like, this is just Grimer from Pokemon. I have returned. Hito flipped a coin to decide whether or not he's going to shatter his hand. And what did the coin say? Well, the coin, the coin said that uh, Nadir is going to walk up to... Like the side of a building, I guess, and just kind of give it give it a light tap. He wants to just kind of try and crack the surface, not shatter the egg, just for science. Okay. I mean, you make a little hairline crack in the egg. Okay. Just like you're cracking an egg on the side of a pan, you know, just... Tink, tink. Did, yeah. Does it hurt? Does it hurt? No. Yeah. He, he tries to, like, kind of pick at the shell, but then realizes his other hand is also an egg, and it's like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so happy this was your role right out the gate. Use your teeth. Oh, oh good one. Now look at Salmonella. Oh god, wait. Now I have no. Now I have to make a whole other kind of decision. Does Does Nadir still have his teeth? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, just because he's so old, like, has he no, lost? No, I know exactly what natural... you mean. You. You're an awful That's person, amazing. but yeah, he still has <laughs> at least one tooth. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, he's not only having one tooth. He has, yeah, okay. He just sort uh, of gums the rest of it. It's just, anyway, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to bite into it. That's. He's got Jafar's teeth from when he's the old man in Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's that's a step too far for Nadir. That's a step too far for science. <laughs> <laughs> I but. I'm gonna get Steffi to make some art of that. Just the deer. <laughs> like, you know when he does the, the super uncomfortably wide grin in the prison? Mm hmm. Yeah. That, but it's the deer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
carry on. Well, I think I think it's more egg than hand. We have more important things to do. If you say so. I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> what do I know? I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> Can we give it ten minutes to see it wears off? You want to give it ten minutes? I mean, how long? I, if, how long is the walk? In case we're walking into danger, I'd rather that Nadir can perform things with somatic components. <laughs> Point. Uh, can we roll a cannon to determine if it's going to wear off in the next ten minutes? I have one spell that does not require somatic components. You guys decide what you're doing. Uh, how? Honestly, Brock's just used to this. Is like it'll wear off eventually. Is ready to just walk over to where we're going. How? Yeah, I would say how long's the walk? Uh, it's in theory. I pulled the water deep map. Hang on, I thought I had everything up that I needed. You gotta actually look at the little uh, scale thing on the map and figure out how far we're walking. Basically, yeah. Which, by the way, this is so you're given an address, but this is what is mentioned in the address. It's the Keelhauled Dwarf. Is and... that is that a bar or a landmark? Because if there's just some dwarf that's keelhauled and like it's <laughs> static <laughs> enough to be, well, <laughs> this is so much worse. Um, <laughs> I'll let Rook in particular roll an intelligent or roll a history for that. Sure. Let's... Oh, if it's an inn, I feel like Brock should roll it too. Oh, specifically. Brock belongs to the innkeepers' guild. Specifically, Rook. I rolled an eight total. Nice. You have not heard of this before. None of you <laughs> okay. Have. None of us know anything. Damn. Do we know how to get there? It has an address. It is somewhere in the docks districts. Alright, well, we Brock knows his way around the docks district, so vaguely to that address. And we're already in the docks district, so it can't be that far a walk. It's it's not. Like, it's kind of... So, the Bard Rock is on the northern side of the docks district. The address is on the southern end near the docks down there. I mean, it's still a bit of a walk. Say, like, just over an hour. Alright, let's go. Alright, somebody roll me a d100 for the encounter table. Alright, who wants to, is it, can I do it, guys? Yeah. Go ahead. 23. Okay, so, as you guys are walking along, you do see, just along the road, there's some guards, and they seem to be stopping passerbys for random shakedowns, and they stop all of you and say, basically, hi, this is a checkpoint, we're just searching for anything suspicious or illegal, uh, could you tell us your names and where you're headed? Uh, hello, I'm Brock Song of the Water Deep Songs. And uh, we, we heard there, I'm actually a tavern owner in the Docks District, and uh, I'm currently in the process of having my tavern renovated. It was destroyed by the meteor strike a few days ago, and I'm just walking around checking out all the local taverns for ideas for how to renovate. Okay. And who is this with you? Uh, they're my employees. They're helping me with the process of renovations. Except for the sludge demon. That's my son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys actually bring the sludge demon outside of the... Yes. Yeah. We said we we said he was walking along behind us. Yep. He did promise armbar. Oh. I'm afflicted, I'm afflicted with wild magic. You can actually ask the black staff if you need more guidance. At at the mention and of that, that I show him my egg. Summon the sludge demon. At the mention of wild magic, I show him my egg hands. Okay, so that'll do it. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I mean, they have to stop you, right? You have right an actual demon, but egg hands like. <laughs> Like, is, is the black staff has told me it's a top priority that my inn be remodeled safely because of the contents of the basement. So it's in our best interest to try and finish that up as fast as possible. So the guard kind of seems kind of on the fence about it. And then the guy's like, one of the other guards is like, hey, wasn't that what got hit by the meteor a couple days ago? Yep, that's exactly it, the meteor. And Brock air quotes the word meteor at them. 
that just goes completely over their heads because they're not even really paying attention to you. They're just they're talking amongst themselves. It's like, all right. So I've heard about that, and I've heard about there being some weird stuff going on. And what I'm looking at right now is a very large man with an identical smaller man. We've gone large. Also caused by wild magic. A sludge demon and an older man with hands that are inks. This is Tuesday for me, my friend. Hold tight one moment. And he kind of shuffles <laughs> off to somewhere into a like a tent that's nearby. Uh, and out comes a magister who takes one look at you. You recognize this magister. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it the magister that was guarding the cafe earlier? It is the magister that was guarding the cafe. <laughs> magister just... Rock just waves gingerly. <laughs> he just looks world-weary, claps the guard on the shoulder, says something to him you don't hear, and then he goes back in the tent, and the guard says, you're free to go. <laughs> Thank you. Try, uh, not to cause trouble, as he looks... Trouble follows me, unfortunately, but I'll try. I see that. Um, very well. And you're free to go. Alright, so do we find the keel-hauled dwarf? When you reach the address, first of all, I would like to congratulate you on having enough restraint not to break the eggs. <laughs> Yay! The eggs begin to crack on their own after about an hour passed, and they fall apart. Uh, Nadir, your hands... Oh no. You notice, as you look down at them, there is a what looks like a seam... Like, where the egg was, you know, where, like, your hand went into the egg. Right. Just, like, just above your wrist on your arm. And it's same on both arms, right? Just a little, like, thread-sized seam all around. Your hands are still attached. You did not break the eggs, so they had time to mature. You have new hands. They are no longer old man hands. You have, like, not Deadpool baby hands, but, like... Young person He's a hands. 700-year-old man with hand model hands. Yeah, basically. Oh, that's amazing. This couldn't have uh, happened to, like, the, be- the best person for this. Right. Yeah, Tyler, we were so close to you being right. <laughs> <laughs> Should have smashed him. He would have had one hand after that. I will not tell you what would have happened. However, oh, come on. Nadir, uh, are you proficient with sleight of hand? Uh, no. You are now. Oh, Sweet. okay. Neat. Amazing. Sweet. As these hands seem unusually, almost magically responsive to your intentions. He he kind of looks down at him, twists him around, moves the moves the fingers, kind of getting used to him, and goes, I feel 150 again. <laughs> he lost his arthritis. <laughs> oh yeah, the arthritis is gone, by it's the way. It's recovered. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> All those but, years of writing, it's it's you've you've healed from that. You have like calluses on your hands, and they're gone now. I think a better way to put it is arthritis starts at the wrist now, <laughs> which yeah. might which might be worse. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, you have just flawless hand model hands. Neat. There may be some other features, but you don't know yet. Hmm. From what I've read about this, nobody else really has the patience to wait. Everybody breaks the eggs. <laughs> because why wouldn't you, right? Right, right. We almost did. We almost did. That's incredible. We literally flipped a coin. Yep. Seems like luck is on your side tonight. You reach a street called Keel Alley, and it is just warehouses on either side. Okay. Do we find the address where this thing is supposed to be on Keel Alley? 
Well, you go to the address, and it's just a cluster of warehouses. Hmm. Like, you know when you go to... Have you ever been to, like, a pier? Where, like, yeah. it's just... It's an address, but it's a very large storage facility. And yeah. it's just row after row after row of garages and warehouses and that sort of thing. Well, Brock figures that they wanted us to come here, so they probably are looking for us. So he just raises his hand over his head and presses to try some sparks, like, okay, we're here. Uh, I'm going to take a look around. I want to investigate the area. Um, I kind of want to just look and see if there's some kind of a secret entrance in, at this address. Okay. Go ahead, specifically you, because you are the rogue of the group. Go ahead and roll perception and then investigation. Okay. So first I'm going to do my perception roll. And that's 14 total. Okay. And next is my investigation check, which <laughs> total is 11. Womp womp. Okay. So as you're walking around, you know, things just kind of seem like a regular warehouse. There's like, you're in the docks district. This is kind of the bad part of town. You know, there's bars on the windows. Everything's just kind of a little run down. As you're looking around, something catches your eye. You see, in the midst of all this other, like, just pointless graffiti and artwork and stuff on the walls that's just kind of been painted there by whoever lives here. There's a piece of graffiti that doesn't seem quite right. And as you look at it, like, wait a minute. This is Steve's camp. There's a message inside of the message. That's sick. And I can read that-ish. Yes, you can. It is specifically language and markings that is, like, for thieves to talk to other thieves without the guards being aware. And it mentions the Keelhall Dwarf, warehouse number three. All right, I'm going to go back to the group. Hey, everybody, uh, let's look out for warehouse three. Let's all look for warehouse number three. Armbar, do you know what the number three looks like? (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) Well, let's see. Does it look like uh, a circle? No, that's the number zero. (gasps) Or the letter O, actually. The no! Wait. All right, Armbar, you just take up the rear and keep an the eye on the zero. Else. We'll find the number the three. The zero point. looks like a O. Yep, the letter O and the number zero are practically identical. What's the letters? Letter zero. I've only gotten to D. <laughs> now you're telling me there's a letter zero. Uh, it's complicated, champ. We'll cover that another day. You're really confusing me. Oh, I'm gonna have a migraine. And if that, as I mentioned, that Brock rubs his temples like I actually have a migraine myself. It might have something to do with the fact my brother punched me in the face earlier. <laughs> anyway, on to warehouse three. Okay, so we look right. at the warehouses, I guess. <laughs> Armbar, give me a perception check. All right. <laughs> Ten. Okay. So as you all are looking for the number three, Armbar, you notice that warehouse has three lines on top of the door. Hey, uh... I don't suppose that's the one, is it? I mean, there's three vertical lines. I just said three. So, does that mean that's that's right. it? I think that's it. And also, he can count to three, so that's something I, we were not sure about earlier. Today. I just don't know what the number looks like. But tick marks, Wait. that's my <laughs> right there. <laughs> you get the sense this is exactly the type of worker that they would have here, and it was designed. <laughs> For the arm bars of the world. Amazing. <laughs> arm bars beaming. Good job, arm bar. Uh, it was nothing. No sweat at all. Ain't nothing but a peanut. Let's go on in, I guess. 
Who wants to go first? Me! I found it! I'm gonna go in first. Sounds good to me. I'm leading the way. Okay. Armbar, you head inside. Uh huh. Looks like a warehouse. There's boxes of stuff stacked. You're not really sure. Rook? Yes. You look around and you notice some more thieves can't hidden inside of graffiti inside the warehouse. Alright. Uh, and it gives directions uh, to head downstairs and to knock three times on the door. Okay, guys, follow me. Okay, so... Bach follows Rook. Yeah, great. Awesome. We go down the stairs. Um, I'm guessing there's a door in front of my face. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a solid iron door. It seems to be locked. Alrighty, I knock a nice one, two, three. Rap, rap, rap. Okay, there's a momentary pause, and then a tiny little peephole slides open. Uh, what's interesting is it was blended very well with the metal, so that you didn't actually see it on the door. Mm. Like, it was really, really professionally crafted. There's a guy behind the door that says, What's the password? Oh, I got this one, guys. Uh... Wait, did we knock three times? Yeah. Okay. That's what opened the, the peephole. Okay. Does the invite say anything? Paper? It does not. God is, damn. Is there any, is the, is there any thieves can't do we actually know what this is? Or... Tell the password? Not that yeah. you've seen. God damn. Is the invite itself the password? Yeah, let's hand him the invite. <laughs> so you hold up the invite? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Eh, close enough. <laughs> wow. You hear, you hear a bolt lock unlatch. The door swings open, and you see a very gray, stocky dwarf behind the door go, Alright, well, welcome to the Keel Hall Dwarf. What brings you here? I don't think I've seen any of you before. Uh, we were invited. We're actually uh, friends with somebody we think frequents here, Beryl. Ah, oh, you know Beryl! Come on in! They kind of lead you guys down these very long, twisting tunnels, right? Like, at first it looks like it's just more storage, but then he moves a crate aside and there's another door hidden very well in the stonework of the basement. And it swings open and you guys go directly into some tunnels that spiral down. And he's walking, he's like, So if you've never been to the Keelhauled Wharf before, it's a very well-concealed, very well-storied tavern here in Waterdeep, only catering... To the very worst of the worst in Waterdeep's criminal underbelly. I'm real happy to have new proprietors here. My brother actually founded this place just going on and on as you guys go down the tunnel. <laughs> like, he doesn't have a whole lot of people to talk right. to. And of course, as a tavern owner, Brock finds this fascinating. Yeah. Rook's dying. <laughs> of course, like, oh my god, social interaction. Yeah, uh... He introduces himself as Dolrum Battlegore. And his brother... Oh, the Waterdeep Battledores! <laughs> what? We don't have any Waterdeep Battledore? Battlegores? Have you met a Battlegore before? I didn't know we had... Do we have a branch family that I don't know about? I'll have to talk to my brother. <laughs> Maryland is famous for not telling me things. I don't know why. It could be that I just talk a lot. That's what people tell me I talk a whole lot for a Dwerger. But honestly, I think it's just because everybody else is too quiet. <laughs> Epi, we just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the Bard Rock. Look at this fancy new design. I'd love that on a new t-shirt. You are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you. 
as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate. Uh, I cast Dispel Magic. Epi, where'd you go? Wild magic. Don't ask. It was terrible. So, so, where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts. Bardrockcafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash Cafe. So anyone can support the Bardrock. You know, the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have t-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel, baby Bardrock Cafe's gift packages. shop is now open. Sales go to support the show. So if you want to help out and also get some cool Bardrock Cafe merch, go check it out. And that's everything we had so far. Epi, are you listening? Hmm? D- did you say something? <sighs> Anyway, welcome to the tavern, and he, like, kicks another door open, and the stone opens up. It's been very dark, and, like, you haven't been able to see too well. Well, I guess you can, because everybody here has dark vision, but, you know. <laughs> Brock has to lower, lowers his goggles very slowly and right. into the dark part. And as the door swings open, it swings up into, like, very warm lighting. The tavern itself is carved into the stone. There is ornate dwarven stone masonry just everywhere. Uh, It looks gorgeous, and it is bustling with activity. And Dolorum stops and says, Alright, there's a few rules you need to know about before you go in here. First rule, no fighting. If you start fighting, you can't come back if you survive. Second rule, (sighs) pay your debts. If you don't pay your debts, we'll kill you. Third rule, don't damage the masonry. If you damage the masonry, we'll kill you. What happens in the tavern stays in the tavern. Once you're out of the tavern, you go back to killing each other, we don't care. All right, enjoy your stay. Does Brock see Beryl or Saren here? Uh, you do not. Not right out of the gate, no. But, I mean, when I say tavern, this is huge, all right? All right, well, Brock, being a taverner himself, knows the way. He, like, walks into the barkeep, and he's like, all right, wait, the barkeep is the... Who's running the bar if the guy who owns the place just walked us in? Is he also running the bar? Uh, well, you go up, and he comes over to you. Ah, welcome, newcomers. I am Behrmund Battlegore, and I am the current proprietor of the Keelhauled Dwarf. How did you get here? How did you find out about us? Why are you here? And he looks dead serious uh, we in- at you. Uh, we were invited, actually, by the guildless. Probably our friend Beryl? Uh, but I don't see him around. Is he uh, somewhere nearby? He is up on the third floor in his room, if he's not drunk under a table somewhere. Can I get you anything? Some Firebelly wine, perhaps? Dwarven ale? Do you have any Keystone Light? Tavern goes quiet. As all the dwarves just turn and look at you, says the and Bearman kinda leans forward, he says, We don't serve that swill here. Oh I I, I pull ahead of uh the boss and I'm like Oh he didn't mean Keystone Light. He meant Keystone Heavy. Yeah, the the, the hard stuff, you know. More carbs. The dwarf looks at you for a second. I like this one. I was like, yeah, I was joking. I just wanted to see how you guys react. Only the only the really cheap places in the Dock District serve Keystone Light. Like the Three Towers or the Bar Rock Cafe. We're losers, great boss. <laughs> I don't Excuse know me, what I'm is. the owner of the Bar Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Armbar, you find before you've really focused back on Behrman that he has poured you a flagon of Dwarven Ale. Just as... A welcome, and you made him laugh. I pick up the, I pick up the, what'd you call it, a mug? The flask? Oh, yeah, or, it's a mug. A mug. 
uh, knock it on the table twice, and then uh, cheers, cheers to him, and then take a take a swig. Okay, you down it, and it burns all the way down. Mmm, just like Grandma Armbar used to make. Ah, you're gonna fit right in. These other folks, not so much. Why did you bring an elf here? <laughs> We're with him, and I pointed Armbar. <gasps> All right. Actually, we the invitation was specifically for the scrawny one, weirdly enough. I don't know what Barrow wants, but he specifically wanted to see our friend here. What friend are you talking about? We've, we've said we were going to bring Epi because the invitation was for Epi. What friend are you talking about? Broccoli turns around and like, is Epi gone? Yep. Oh my god. <sighs> we lost the scrawny one. This, this happens like three times a day. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and Brock rubs his temples again like that headache is still bearing in there. It's fine. Well, I, it's fine. That could find. It's fine. We're all friends with Beryl. I, I'll talk to Beryl. Uh, you said his room is on the third floor? Yeah. Tell him he still owes me for the rest of his tab. Sure, no problem. I'm a tavern owner myself. I'm used to dealing with deadbeat throw tabs. What do I owe you for the Keystone Light? <laughs> I do, but it's only because I have cheery cheap patrons. You're not a tavern owner. Get upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> what do I owe you, barkeep? This one's on me. Uh, this time it's one gold. Good man, good man. Appreciate you. <laughs> I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> okay, so you guys head upstairs. As you reach the third floor, you do see... Not in his room, just kind of slouched against the wall. Barrel, drunk as hell. Like, slobbering, drooling a little bit. Uh, has a welt on his head, looks kind of recent. Wake up! Wake up! Barrel kind of focuses in on you. Oh, uh, you're the big guy. Uh, the barman did say you couldn't hold your alcohol. That's not right. I hold it just fine. No, actually what he said was he didn't pay for it yet. That is true. <laughs> I put it on the tap. You're very big. The biggest guy in all water deep, that's for damn sure. That is probably true. How, how do I get big like you? Gotta gotta drink your uh drink your milk. Well, not <laughs> they have boots. It's called a white Russian. What's a Russian? Sorry, a white water, a Neverwinter Nights. That's what a Neverwinter Nights. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Neverwinter. Uh, it's actually a very delightful little city. I have uh, I have friends there. Okay. Well, actually, I have an ex there. Her brother is kind of so-so with me. He has gone back to sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brock looks for like a more sober member of the guild list that's in the neighborhood because he's pretty sure Saren's actually the one who sent the invite anyway. Yeah, so you're looking around, like, go ahead and roll Perception, actually. Cool. Uh, anybody who wants to, for that matter. I, I just rolled it, I rolled a nat 20. Ooh, nice. Oh, no. You know the deal. <laughs> yep, I do. Hold on, let me just make sure I have the right dice. That is a 32. And? And then, yep, and an 84. Like, the exact opposite sides of the spectrum. So, like, these are both bad. Um, oh. And they're both, like comically bad in this exact situation. Which one would you prefer? Let's go with 84. 84? Okay. Yep. So, for the moment, I want you to tell me exactly what Brock is thinking and what Roll is thinking at any given moment. Like, surface-level right. thoughts. 
Uh, Brock is thinking, I, I'm pretty sure that Saren's the guy who invited me, where is Saren? And Roll is thinking, actually, yeah, I'd kind of like to know where Saren is, but for different reasons. Okay. Uh... Also, Roll is, like, loudly announcing, I'm the reason you have a headache, you dumb shit. <laughs> Am I telepathically announcing my thoughts? Uh, no. The deer, I would say you would be looking at Brock right now. You see in blue letters on his forehead, in flowing scripts, his surface-level thoughts. And then in red, different surface-level thoughts. Okay. The blue is Brock's surface-level thoughts. The red is Roll's surface-level thoughts. On his forehead. Brock, you can't see it. Everybody else can. I'm surprised that, that uh, Barrel's such a lightweight. Brock, you got a little... What's everybody staring at? Brock, you got... You, I'm staring at you, dummy. You got you got a little something, uh, and Nadir just kind of wipes his own forehead a little bit. Brock is totally the kind of person who carry around a compact mirror, so he pulls it out and looks at his, his forehead. <laughs> uh, you are able to see the surface-level thoughts written on your forehead. And I just see, what on earth? I keep appearing on my head in a loop. <laughs> I assumed it would just turn to, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. No, and then, after a minute, through a few seconds, it goes, oh, okay, yeah, this is not even that surprising, actually. And meanwhile, he's like, just he's like the, re, 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 like, roll just, like, aggressively being mad at Brock for being the one in control. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, you're so vain, why do you own a pocket mirror? And then, like, you are, he watches the words, shut up, roll, appear on his forehead. So you guys are watching Brock's internal monologue with his alter ego right now. And it's, like, playing out on his forehead. And it's, like, really fast subtitles. It's, like, you have to read really quick to keep up. But yeah, effectively, anybody that's looking at you is, like, detect thoughts, basically. Alright. Actually, here's, like, here's, a, get... here's an interesting question. Well, what what language does Brock think in? Oh, is it is it appearing in common or is it appearing in la written in the language I think in? It would be the ling. Well, because Roll thinks in Quarry because that's his native language, but Brock probably more commonly speaks common, so it's probably common in Quarry if it matters. But I think it's more interesting if it's just in common. Brock, yours is in common. Roll is in Quarry because that makes sense, and you can swap your thoughts to Quarry if you would prefer to. Or, and after he realizes what's going on, Brock does explicitly that. Okay. And you all watch as it is a language. Does anybody speak Quarry? I don't think so. No, I don't. Cool. So that happened. I'll let you know when it stops. Alright, so Brock then, with his natural 20, does Brock find either just skip the rungs of the ladder straight to Saren, or find a sober guildless member who can escort him to Saren? So, I mean, there's lots of guildless all over the place. You don't see Saren anywhere. Alright, so I just find one of them looks over like, okay, we got this invite. It was from, we, we were told it was from the guildless. Uh, we talked to Saren and Beryl earlier today. Beryl's a little bit out of sorts. Uh, who wants to talk to us? Because you have an invitation specifically from Saren, uh, you're directed towards a specific room on the third floor, kind of near where Beryl was just passed out drunk. But you are informed that Saren is currently... Uh, drinking and relaxing, and willing to see you. So you head on in, and there is a low stone table with some cushions on the floor around it, and you see Saren with, no lie, about 20 shots down. He's working it like he's throwing back another one, and he looks fine. And he sees you all enter. He says, well, I didn't expect to see you coming so soon. 
I didn't expect to see you, and he points at you, Brock, at all. In fact, the one person well, I was hoping to see isn't with you. Yeah, we lost them, but I've come to try and negotiate a peace for what you mentioned earlier. What do you mean? Uh, I, as I mentioned before, my family is a noble family. I went and spoke with my brother, and uh, we are going to try and convince that noble family to donate the potions that they've been hoarding to the church of their own free will. I ask you just give me a day to talk to them, and if they don't, please rob them blind. He kind of leans back, and he's sizing you up a little bit. Says, you are just charmingly naive. But sure, you want a day? I prefer the... We'll give you a day, but... I prefer optimistic. <laughs> if they don't donate the potions, you have to let us know. Will do. I'll personally come here and let you know if they don't. It's a deal. I'll make sure Dolorum knows to let you in. Thank you. So, this is a nice place you all have hold up here, by the way. Uh, I'm impressed by the workmanship, the fact that the no one seems to know about it besides the underbelly. Like, this is a good hideout you all have going on here. Don't spoil it. You're new, see, so everybody knows. If word gets out, it was you. And you came at my invitation. So if word gets out, then you and me have trouble. I completely understand. I've I've run in in the docks district for several years now without having any trouble with the Xanathar or the Xantarium. I don't expect the Guildless to be any different. I just want to run my business in peace. And when when there's a conflict of interest between us, I also hope to, at any point if that happens, negotiate it in peace. Well, in general, if you don't start anything, there won't be anything. You stay out of our way and we'll stay out of yours. So was there anything more to your invitation, or is it explicitly for Epi? Ah, I don't suppose you've changed your mind on helping us rob them. Well, if I convince them to donate their potions, that would be sort of a moot point. You have a point. And I'm not much for muscle, and I'm not much for, uh, cr for crime, but if I'm one thing, I am very convincing. Well, we'll give it a shot. I'm not hopeful, but I'm also not a noble. So best of luck. I do have one question for you, though. I'm all ears. We are afflicted... Uh, the obelisk that was in my basement, uh, when people cast magic around it, wild magic triggers, even if they don't have wild magic themselves. But it didn't happen to you when you were there. Can you explain why? We're not close like that. I understand. If I can get them to donate those potions to the church, would you consider letting me know? Depends on how things go. We'll get there when we get there. Does anyone else have anything for Saren? No, you got this. All right, just that's all, that's the main thing I wanted here. I wanted to hear out your invitation, and I wanted to make negotiate the peace. Uh, if there's, if you don't mind my asking, why Epi specifically? Well, we've all got our secrets. Like I said, we're not close like that. Don't take it personal. Well, how about we sit down for a while and have a couple shots with you? Maybe it'll warm you up a little bit. Get to know each other. He looks over at the. The large stack of shots that he's already been through. He's like, I'll tell you what. If I can drink you under the table, I'll answer any question. One question that you have for me. But if... Sorry, I got that backwards. I was just thinking, man, that's going to be easy. <laughs> if you can drink me under the table, I will answer any one question you have. But if I drink you under the table, you pick up the tab. Brock just reaches over and pats Armbar on the back and says, You got this, buddy. And he casts Enhance Ability and gives him advantage on constitution checks. I'm going to crack my fingers and my neck and be like, I don't think you know what you're getting into, but you're on. What are we drinking there, punk? Dwarven ale, friend. To start with. Oh, easy peasy. So are we just going to start that? or? It's not shots. They're pouring like mugs. Yeah, it's beers. 
Because, like, trying to drink under the table, right? Well, beers are beers are Armbar's specialty. Okay. So, Saren raises up the mug and is like, bottoms up? And he just downs it. Bottoms up! And I, charge, I chug mine, too. Okay. But faster than him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Armbar's physically got a larger mouth. He just, like, sucks on it like a nipple. <laughs> Make a constitution save at advantage. Ooh. Nineteen. Nice. Yeah, you're fine. Woohoo! As is he. Damn. Come on, it's the first drink. He's. I don't know. Maybe he failed it. <laughs> uh, it's. You know what? It's. It'd be funny. Yeah. It'd be funny. <laughs> it would be funny. But uh, got another one in there for you. Let's step it up a notch. Some frost brand whiskey ought to do it. Great. Right, just hope you can keep up. So the mug kind of frosts over as they pour this drink in, and like. You know those drinks where you can smell the alcohol just from, like, a distance? Mm-hmm. It's one of those. Like, probably never had this one before. Bottoms up. And he downs his. I'm gonna, like, breathe on mine, but not to, like, blow on it to make it cool. Like, to, like, warm it up a little bit. And then I'm gonna <laughs> drink it. <laughs> so, as you try to breathe on it, it's like you're exhaling in cold weather and you just see your breath. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> crystallize around it. Um... You drink it, so normally, like, whiskey warms you up. This actually cools you down a little bit as you drink it. And not uncomfortably so. It's You get the sense there's probably some kind of magic on it. Uh, but go ahead and roll another con save at advantage. I wish, I wish Ice 101 did that. 11. Wait, I'm going to give him Bardic Inspiration. I'll allow it. What do I do? So do I roll the d6 or is Tyler? Tyler. Okay. I have a number in mind. Six. So, okay, you beat. You're, you're good. So, you're starting to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Saren still looks fine. Oh, it's about what I expected from a guy as big as you. All right, this last one. It's the meanest, foulest black vial on Earth. And they just call it Skurd. Before the roll, can I just give... Can I just burn my last bardic inspiration for the day on wedding armbar rev up? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? I never back down from a challenge. All right, so, the barkeep, the third floor barkeep, who is not the main one, pulls this labelless bottle from behind the counter, pops the cork, and it just, it smells bad, right? And it's like, it's alcoholic, but like, you know when a drink's gonna taste just bad before you drink it? This is it. I'm ready to sign a waiver to drink this. <laughs> and he pours it, and it's just pitch black fluid. He just pours it into the mug for each of you. And two mugs drains the bottle. That's some bile stuff. I warned you. I'm not looking forward to this. You're the one who chose it, man. I'm just following suit. We've got to hurry things along. Bottoms up, friend. Bottoms up. Let's see it. Okay. Oh, and that's 20! 20, baby! But no wild magic concerns here. (laughs) Alright, roll it. Oh, shit. Roll it that 20. It's still... It still triggers the Saren around? It does not. I apologize. Alright, so I rolled a 70 and a 92. Doesn't matter, Saren nullifies it somehow. Oh, it oh fair enough. No fun. <laughs> no fun. Sorry. You got you went around Saren. How you feeling there, hot stuff? So Saren just kinda looks like he's gagging a little bit. I really hate that shit. Wasn't good. Meanwhile, Armbar's licking the mug. I've <laughs> <laughs> been oh. to the last drop. So at this point, you all notice you're getting kind of like 
a crowd observing you, right? Like, it's, you're in a private room, so, like, it's not like they're crowding you, but there's some people hanging around the entrance and looking in a little bit more. Because you ordered Scourge, and you both downed it, and neither of you is on the floor yet. Mm. And then you hear behind you, Fairman comes up, so you could handle Scourge. That's pretty impressive. Not many are able to do that unless you're a dwarf. I'll tell you what, I have a special brew for both of you. And if this doesn't put you on the floor, I'll cover the bill. Wait on me, barkeep. Let's see what you got. So he goes back, and it's no longer a mug, right? It is a tiny glass. Places one in front of each of you, and it is just a clear liquid inside each of them. So best of luck. This one doesn't have a name. I'm going to psych myself up. kind of looks intimidated as he's looking at this. All right. Wait, can Brock just interject to smell this really quick? As a ho- as someone who brews his own stuff, he's like, I'm a- I'm very interested in this. He just wants to like give it a smell before they drink it. Okay. Stick uh, your finger in there, Brock. Give it a lick. No, I don't want to taint. <laughs> no, I don't want to taint it. I just I'm just appreciating someone's home brewed alcohol. Right. You're smelling it. Yeah, I just take a smell. Like I blow my I put my nose about six inches above Armbar's glass and take a whiff. Constitution save. <laughs> That is a 16 plus 2, 18. Oh, not bad. You are drunk. <laughs> Brock just, like, starts going, <laughs> Look at this one. That's that's some good stuff you got there. I guess he means business. Okay. So, as you down this, you have disadvantage on the save, which mm. makes it just a neutral roll. Alright, so we're just rolling, right? Roll it. Yeah. And don't forget, you still have one bardic inspiration. So, a disadvantage? Just, well, advantage and disadvantage cancel, so it's just regular. What does that so, mean? So it means your first roll, the 23. Oh, the 23. And if you think that might not be enough to pass the DC since an 18 got me drunk, feel free to burn the bark inspiration I gave you. Uh, I think you don't I have think to, we should. I think we should. It's because it just adds a D6 to it, so let's just do it. Yep. Adds 5 to it, so 28. Okay. Let me roll for Saren. Okay. So Saren... Kind of brings it up to his nose, sniffs it. Oh, that's really some tough stuff. Yeah, and you can't down- sift that. You gotta just go for it, man. He kind of leans forward on the table a little bit, wobbles a little bit, slumps forward onto the table. Saren's out. Wait, how is he gonna answer a question if he's unconscious? I guess we didn't think about that before we started the contest. Whoa, that didn't make me feel good at all. Wait, wakey, wakey, shaking, thank you. You got me answering my question. I win. I'm the champion. Oh, yeah. Which, as you're saying that, uh, you notice Bearmund is bringing you something. You don't know what it is. It is wrapped up in cloth. It's the bill. What is it? Because you, you, you kind of cut out on me. <laughs> Sorry. So Bearmund, seeing you down this and you're okay. Walks up to you and says, You're the first non-dwarf to ever drink this. Not be on the floor. So I have a prize for you. And he hands you, he extends his hand, and in it there is something fits in the palm of his hand wrapped up in cloth. I take, I take my off hand and grab his left hand, like the hand that's extended out, and then I grab what's in his hand and take, and look at it like, It's an honor, sir. And then I grab what he's got. And I look at it. Okay. Well, he shakes your hand as you unwrap what he gave you. It looks to be 
a carved piece of very fine stone. Uh, it is not the same type of stone as what you see all around you. Uh, and there is a crest on it. It says, that is the crest of Clan Battlegore. You show that anywhere and you'll get safe harbor from us. It's truly you are welcome here whenever you like. Maybe next time you and I can have a drinking contest. <laughs> sure thing, big guy. See, I told you guys, the Waterdeep battle course. <laughs> he is, you're drunk. He's not even paying attention to you. You're <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if my friend over here could stop drinking the Keystone Lights, he could keep up with us. <laughs> Keystone Light. Very much just making his way out of the room. <laughs> we just all giggle together. <laughs> <laughs> so Saren comes to takes a moment you see him cast some kind of spell on himself and he sobers right up oh cheating <laughs> well yeah no, he didn't this do is what I do anyway good game big guy you got, you got one good of those game. for me I can't walk straight at the moment would you mind helping the weakling over here the lightweight <laughs> sure Appreciate it. Alright, so Brock stumbles over to Saren. Can I just... Is he... Can I just, uh... Check for inside to see if he's about to, uh... You can absolutely check inside. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, not that my wisdom's very high, but, uh... Oh, yeah, I don't know anything. I rolled a six total. I tried. Let me let me roll just to see. I gotta take a picture of it. Oh, no. What did you do? <laughs> What? Saren will the nat one, I'm guessing. Or a nat 20. Should have wished on Grandma Arbar. <laughs> <laughs> Made a wish. <laughs> oh! It's a Saren one. Saren is 100% about to just knock Brock out. <laughs> Yo, Armbar! Rook yells out immediately. Yo, Armbar! Or, don't let him do anything! Not Armbar, I'm sorry, Brock. I got mixed up. No, no, but like, he's about to knock Brock out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm calling out to Armbar. Armbar, don't let him touch him. He's, he isn't going to help him. Come oh, on, man. Right, Save oh right. I'm going to grab Brock by the the back of the like the shirt and pull him back. All right, all right. None of that. None of that. We had a good fair match. We got a good fair match. Don't mess with my that boss, That would have been against please. the rules. We have our own cleric. Can you help, Nadir? <laughs> Sarah does look over at you, Rook, and he goes, You're very clever. I like you. You would fit right in with the guildless if you'd like to join. We pay you um, very well. No thanks. But I'm going to use, if I'm not mistaken, Thief's Cant has, like, its own sign language, right? Like It, it does. So I'm going to use my Thief's Cant to say... <laughs> Sorry, they're hopeless without me. He doesn't visibly, <laughs> like, react, but you catch the glimmer in his eye as he hears, like, as he sees what you're signing. Like, he definitely got the message, and, like, there's a glimmer of amusement. <laughs> uh, Nadir, are you, are you going to help Brock or interact uh, in any way with this scene? I wanted to ask Saren what he thinks of Nadir. No, no, I'm just letting this play out. No, no, don't add, don't waste our one question on that. <laughs> oh yeah, we did win. I mean, I'm kind of my character's kind of drunk, so <laughs> yeah, you're starting to feel it. Like... Yeah, Armbar's just like, which way is the bathroom? That's your one question he asked. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Saren does lean forward onto the table and says, Well, you won. You get one question. Armbar, you get one question. No comments from the peanut gallery. What is your question for me? Oh, God. All, all we want to know is, what do you want with our friend Epi? Good job, Armbar. That was my top three choices, actually. He smiles and says, Well, Epi seemed more receptive than the rest of you. I was hoping we could strike a deal. That's all. That's pretty vague for a question. It was a very broad question. Alright, well, I look forward to hearing your report from after tomorrow's tea. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great, buddy. You just wait. Uh, and he kind of makes a motion. Did you have something? Oh, no. Nope. Okay. He kind of makes a motion, and the guild lists that are in the room kind of start, like, you're getting very clear signs that it's time to go. Like, they're ushering you out. Oh, I just also want to mention, like, the the uh, writing on Brock's head that keeps appearing. It's appearing in, like, really, really, like, like somebody who's drunk the way their handwriting would look. Well, so, the, <laughs> so there's yeah. just, like, these letters all over the place because Brock doesn't have coherent thoughts. Yeah, like, you're misspelling. He's throwing a speech on his face. You're misspelling the words, too, like, drunk texting. Like, it's alcohol and just... <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of the space bar, you hit the B a couple of times. Like, it's just a mess. Yep. Yep, there's just a random carrot sign in there. Alright, let's get out of here. Okay, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and end episode 28. Thank you for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. You can find more episodes on sassygamers.com. Have you considered becoming a patron? You can get wild rewards like access to our patrons-only Discord, tarot readings from Rook, and access to exclusive one-shot campaigns set in the Bard Rock universe, led by our DM, Kenny. Visit patreon.com slash bardrockcafe to find out more. Until next time, rock on!